0: I want to talk to you about the miracle of increase. And uh, in the Old Testament, there was an example where they were having a drought and a famine and this widow and her son were preparing to die. Their, their, their means had become meager. They just had a little bit of olive oil and not much in their house. Prophet comes along and basically says, just get the jars out, empty jars. And he began to pour and biblically what happened was the miracle of multiplication and as long as they kept bringing empty vessels uh, there was abundance and it kept I think it would still be flowing thousands of years later if they kept bringing the and, and the Bible says open your mouth wide and I'll fill it and I really do believe the Lord is saying to us that he has come certifiably to give us a certain type of 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 quality existence he said and in fact we we can look at John chapter 10 verse 10 this is the the golden text for tonight's message the miracle of increase because it gives a contrast it talks about the devil the thief and how he comes for three reasons he comes to steal kill and destroy he's a diminishing being he's a hater he's wicked and, um, but yet the, in contrast, Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. My wife and I got married at a church called Abundant Life Church, and I love it because I love this truth. This is something I got introduced uh, to early on in my Christian faith, that um, he's not weak toward us, he's mighty in us. And his name El Shaddai implies the God that is more than enough. In Isaiah, he prophesied that Jesus, his government, there'd be no end to the increase of his government. Yeah. So while the Roman empire uh, crumbled, the kingdom of God and the gospel of Jesus flourished. Yeah. And all these centuries later, the kingdom of God is continuing to go. It's, it's withstood scandal, it's withstood attack, it's with, it withstood uh, all kinds of, of har- uh, attacks and harmful issues and this thief has tried to bear down on it, but Jesus said something fantastic to Peter. He said, I will build my church, and he said, you know what, guess what, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Jesus is uh, the author and the finisher of breakthrough, he's the master of breakthrough. I love the songs we sang tonight about chains falling off and, you know, us having breakthrough and moving into new levels our worship leader holly said you know we're going into a new uh, new level i think that's prophetically accurate and jesus came to do that he came to he came to bust us out of the ditch and i want you to go to colossians chapter one uh this is one of my favorites this articulates it so powerfully uh what jesus came to bring he said in chapter 1 verse 13 it says for he rescued us from the domain of darkness. He rescued us, he's a rescuer. And he transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Wow. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Who is glad you have as a possession redemption? Can I tell you that he's no respecter of persons, and, and I want to tell you, you know, what? I, how many of you think God really loved Billy Graham? Let me see a show of hands. You say, oh, God loved Billy Graham. He was very fruitful. He and his wife Ruth raised children that loved the Lord. He preached to hundreds of millions of people. He lived and died and, and was a good example. Didn't have any uh, issues and in, in his life and in his death. Aren't you, don't you think that's great? But did you know, get ready, put your seatbelt on. God loves you as much as he loves Billy Graham. Now I'm going to say something even more outlandish. How many of you think God loved Jesus? Humor me, come on, you know, he did because after all he was Jesus. But did you know that God, listen, pay attention to this. God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Now that's hard for some of you. Oh no, wow. wow. And you know, let me, let me just say, I think due to issues of inadequacy, inferiority complexes, maybe things people said, important people said to us when we were younger, some of us have some problems with accepting some of this. And um, you know, we've got to break out as, we, we've got to break away from ego and pride. How many, have, how many Christians, oh yeah, I want to crucify that, I know that's off. But did you also know that insecurity and inferiority complex is a, is a cousin to that other dimension? It's, a, it's still kind of a control for, oh, I'm nothing, I'm nobody. Now, when the Bible says, if anyone's in Christ, he or she is a new creature, you got to deal with that. And even if you were belittled growing up, even if somebody said, uh, tried to belittle your life and, 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 and mock you or put you down, uh, and, and I'm sorry if that happened to you, and I'm not tr- treating it lightly, uh, and I'm not trying to ignore it or be evasive with it. You're gonna have to deal with it, but the best way to deal with it is go, well, God's word uh, is greater than man's words. And no matter who they were, I'm gonna go with what the word says. And if the word says that he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, then we're just gonna have to accept that. And as Christians, and you young people, as Christians, you say, you know what? In this relativistic, pluralistic world that's trying to tell us there are many paths to God and it is a bunch of crazy land, it was crazy when I was your age. Almost exactly the same kind of cycles. And, But man, the gospel of Jesus got a hold of me when I was 16 years old. It was 50 years ago this autumn. And it revolutionized my life. And um, I'm just excited about it. I'm excited about who Jesus is. I'm excited about him being what it says in verse 11 of John 10. It says that he came to give abundant life. And then it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The son of God left the splendor of heaven under the instruction of his father, and he followed and obeyed and fulfilled all the Jewish laws. He lived up to and adapted to everything and complied with everything God had called him to. He lived a sinless life, though he was tempted in all points as we never succumbed to it, which is just wonderful to have a savior like that and then performed many miracles, and then he suffered and died on Calvary. He laid down his life, took the sins of humanity, yours, mine, all of ours, all the nations, Jews and Gentiles, men and women, kids, middle-aged and elderly, and that whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, Jesus became as we are so that we could become as he is now. And and Paul said, I am crucified with Christ, and nevertheless I live. But the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me. And you get this in your spirit, and you meditate on a verse like first chapter of Colossians 13 through 14. He rescued us from the domain of darkness. I've been rescued, being lost at sea. I was rescued from a terrible boating accident. My friend nearly died. Rescued and taken in a helicopter. I mean, you know, just minutes away from death, my friend was. I've been rescued. Our house was burning from a, 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 a miscalculation on our fuel furnace, and, and uh, the, the, the flu was on fire, and they, they put it out. We've had a lot of rescue. My wife has had some rescues. She was near death, and God delivered her so many years ago from a burst appendix, so many things we could talk about. And We could go on and on. How many of you have had some close calls? Let me see your hands. It's, it's painful even to think about some of them. But God brought us through, and here we are. Look at somebody next to you and say, I guess God has more for you to do. Look back at him and say, what do you mean you guess? <laughs> of course he does. Say this with me. God has a plan for my life. He has a purpose for my life and I'm gonna figure it out and I'm gonna follow it and I'm gonna see greater fruitfulness, more answers to prayer because God hears and answers my prayers. My faith in God works. Mountains move. Things happen because I'm trusting my God. You need to come alive to all the rich promises that God has aimed at your life. And every one of us, let's just say this out loud. Jesus has delivered me. Jesus has delivered me. And he was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. He died so we could live. He be- he became as we are so we can become as he is now. Now, uh, you know, I, there. Debbie Bauer was praying and she got the word exponential and uh, uh, boy, that just came alive when she shared it with me this week. We were praying. My wife and I, we were praying together for with, with, about the Easter and some different things. So I looked up the word exponential. I, I, you know, you already. How many of you know what exponential means? It means increase. Okay, but yeah, you look it up. It's an adjective, and it means of an increase, becoming more and more rapid. Um, and I think about what Daniel said in chapter twelve. He says, um, "Those who have insight will shine brightly like the brightness of the expanse of heaven, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever." Then it says on the end times, knowledge will increase. Since I was a kid, the advent of the computer, knowledge has increased exponentially. Uh, Access to information, in this information age, we are in the fast lane of the information superhighway right now that Daniel prophesied before any electronics before any Gutenberg's press or printed page, any of that kind of thing. But yet God, he knew knowledge would increase. Now, I will tell you also, in Jesus' life, in Luke chapter two, verse 40, he increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God and men. Jesus increased. In the end times, knowledge is increasing, now it's knowledge. You know about all kinds of things you know the medical breakthroughs electronics travel so forth technologies of all types but i'm convinced the knowledge of jesus is going to permeate every place and habakkuk said the knowledge of his glory and i'm telling you you and i we are poised not only for information and head knowledge but a spirit of wisdom and revelation that gets down solid in our insides. And along with that, the swelling manifestation of the glory of God. And he's increasing and he's doing something amazing. You prayed for me, you guys prayed for me, and you prayed about that with increase. And I took hold of that and I thank you for praying for me on that. And it's been happening to me. And, and they prayed for me that I would get a breakthrough and I'd go into a new level. And I pray for you that you get a breakthrough. That we, pray this, we pray this, constantly for you guys. We pace in here. We came in here this morning early, and we paced and prayed in here. I kicked out one of our staff members. He he, and and we we prayed together. We're believing God, and uh, you know, and and believing for for increase for you, increased fruitfulness, yeah. increased answers to prayer, yeah. increased understanding and comprehension yeah. of the word. Increase Bible intake, increase spiritual output, increase revelation, increase manifestations of God, right? Remember when the apostles were told they had to forgive people and they said, Lord, increase our faith. Ever increasing faith is a possibility, it's not just a probability. It's, it's a possibility. And it, and it, it actually is, is something that Jesus is because he's the author and the finisher of our faith, don't you, and the perfecter, it says in the King James, don't you know that he, the, the master of breakthrough, the one that in, in uh, where was it? John 6, 5, took a little meal, a happy meal from McDonald's, five loaves and two fishes. From, uh, and blessed it, and broke it, and blessed it, and distributed it, fed 5,000 men. And they must have all had wives and two or three, two and a half kids. So it, it could have been ten to 15,000 people with a little bitty bag lunch. I believe that. I don't believe that's allegory. I don't believe that's conjecture. I don't believe that's exaggeration. Because exaggeration is lying, and God's not a liar. The word of God is true, and there's substance to this, and credibility to this, and I totally buy into it. Well, one of the things I just so love, I was in Jerusalem right before all the doors closed. In fact, COVID was breaking out at a Bethlehem Hotel while we were there. And, and you know, I, was, I, I went, we went to one of the, we went to the garden tomb and I was washing my hands in the restroom and this guy was looking at me and we were we looking, he goes, I guess, I guess we're gonna be doing this a lot now. You know, it was very, at the very beginning. And, uh, but I was in Jerusalem where Peter preached, 3,000 were added to the church in one day. So as a pastor, I believe in God for hundreds and hundreds of people to get saved at once. Exponential, supernatural salvations, healings. Jesus would go to places and heal all manner of sickness and disease. He pardons our iniquities, says in Psalm 103, he heals all our diseases. Said, I am the Lord that heals you, said in Exodus. 1 Peter 2, 24, by his stripes you are healed. Isaiah 53, three through five. Yeah. He bore our sins and carried our diseases and our sicknesses, right? Yeah. And the power of the God kind of life comes in on the scene and it's diametrically the opposite of the thief who comes to steal, kill and destroy. He comes to bring healing. He comes to bring deliverance. He comes to bring peace, uh, you know, in the most practical areas of your life. In the hostility of a marriage conflict, he could come in and arbitrate and bring a, a almost broken relationship and he could bring it back together and make it one of the most wonderful displays of harmony and unity by his power, by his... He could take lost souls and he could turn their lives around, and he does, hallelujah. And I love this, Acts chapter 2, verse 47, the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. So yeah, I'm unashamed and I'm unapologetic about this constant track I go toward because I think the greatest form of increase and the best form of prosperity that humanity could ever have is seeing more men, women, and kids come out of darkness and into light and be born again. To me, that's bigger than anything that could ever happen in the dimensions of life and existence. There's nothing like the new birth to talk about prosperity and something that would make your heart sing. The Bible says heaven rejoices when a soul gets saved. I'm leading into this because we're going to get ready to pass out those cards. And I, for, for Easter, I want you guys to be deployed uh, exponents where you are so so encouraged in your in your faith and you believe in God that there will be a good outcome the people will read it that the lights will go on that the Holy Spirit will teach them and grant them repentance and bring conviction right as only he can do no one comes to him unless he draws them and uh, we had a staff meeting and my wife was, we were with our staff praying the, yesterday and she had it on her heart about drawing, drawing. And that goes right along with what God spoke to me about 2022, a magnetic juncture of divine happenings. It's a peculiar phrase for me, but magnetic means drawing. And, and a juncture is a fork in the road or a moment. And, and, and divine means it's God and a happening is stuff that happens, right? I wanna see signs, wonders, and miracles. I'm hungry for the things of God. My Bible tells me to pursue love, but also to desire earnestly spiritual gifts, especially that you might prophesy. prophecy is telling, it's edification, exhortation, and comfort. It's not what a lot of people purport it to be or think it is. Uh, you know sort of predicting so much as it is speaking forth uh, the word and in a, in a loving comforting uh, a, a helpful way yeah. that could steady people along in life yeah. and uh, I remember you know our friend Dick Mills would come here and he would preach I he was one guy that whenever he was available I brought him in he was trustworthy he was solid as a rock he was based on the Bible wasn't flaky and he was, his track record was impeccable. But he'd come in here and he'd go, I got a good word for you." He was funny, man. He was a quirky dude and I really miss him. Look at somebody next to you and say, I got a good word for you." <laughs> See, isn't that nice? Fact of the matter is we actually do. We're carriers. You look up the word expo- exponent You wanna have exponential growth. I wanna see 3,000 added to the church in one day. I wanna see Acts 2.42 where the Lord adds to the church daily those who are being saved. I wanna see Luke 2.42 where like Jesus, we increase in wisdom and stature and favor with God and men. You can teach an old dog new tricks. We can grow up in all aspects in him. We are on a growth potential as individuals. And again, does God love you as much as Billy Graham? Does God love you as much as Jesus? he does because he sees you through the shed blood of Jesus and he sees you as as he's the head in fact oh we've got to go back to Colossians 13 14 I didn't read 15 to you it says for he rescued us from the domain of darkness that's the dominion that's the the authority of Satan and he transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have, not we're gonna get, but we have now redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Breathe a sigh of relief. Verse 15, and he is the image of the invisible God. Look at this, this is what I wanted you to see. The firstborn of all creation. One translation, another verse says, the firstborn of many brethren. He's our elder brother. He's the head of the church. He's the head of the body. Look, I'm up here and I have hands and feet, knees, a back a neck to swivel my head, ears to hear, eyes to see. God creates us and then he says, look, the church is the body. And as it goes with the head, we have the mind of Christ. We have access to his uh, perspectives and we could go to the word and feed on the word. And and this is really what I want to get over to you. Get in the word during, just as a discipline, just in the rhythm, just read a chapter at a time. Go and meditate on a verse. I tried to read a chapter a couple days ago and I got stuck on the Mount of Transfiguration with Peter, James, and John, and Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. And we were having a time. And I sat, I looked at something that I had never seen before. I've read that verse, I've loved that verse. I've read that, I've been to the Mount of Transfiguration. I stood on the top of it, where the archeologists believe that's actually the place. And it's amazing, you know, and you just think about it and you know, it's exhilarating. But man, I got something out of it that I had never seen before. How many of you like to hear it? Come to church on Sunday. it blew my mind it helped me out it spoke to me it was amazing it was a break I read it I looked at it I thought I told my wife she said what I've never heard I've never heard anybody say that so uh she'll have to come Sunday to hear me say it again so she will she comes 8 9 30 and 11 she's always here 8 9 30 11 15. we need to come alive to what Jesus has come to bring he said I've come to give you life and that much more abundantly. Lee and Seth El- Elbrecht have a little uh, kid named Zoe. That's our firstborn daughter. And she's a trip. And uh, But I like her name because Zoe is the Greek word for life. And actually, uh, it's the God kind of life. And when God invites us into the Christian faith, it's not just you know, religious routine. Yeah. It's not just formalism. It's not just going through some motions. It is CPR. It's 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 like a it's like alive from the dead. It's like a turnaround. Yeah. And um, if anyone is in Christ, we become brand new. Yeah. And I'm a big proponent of the new creation. Yeah. And that's why we're going to pass out these cards because. We want to sow those seeds. It says in Peter that we're born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, Amen. which lives and abides forever. So hallelujah. Um, Jesus said this to the disciples in Matthew 5:14, talking about being exponents. He said, you are the light of the world you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. One, one verse says, light is not to be put in a bushel basket and under a bed. Another verse says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven. So it's just important. Who, who could harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? And by your good works you put to silence the ignorance of foolish men and God's created us Ephesians Ephesians 2.10 for good works and uh, that he would create us to be able to do things in God by the power of the Holy Spirit that gives him a proper attribution and he gets the praise. That's a big deal. And by the way, I didn't say this, Jesus said this to the disciples and he's saying that to you and me as well. Paul the apostle pointed out in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he said, uh, he said light, God who said light would shine out of darkness is the one that shines in our heart and gives the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. He's the one, remember? And what's the reference? Somebody, I'll do a Bible, uh, Bible quiz. Where did he say light would shine out of darkness? It's not a trick question. John 1 5, very good. But I was thinking of Genesis chapter 1. He said, Let there be light, right? The earth was formless and void and darkness and so forth. And uh, he said, Light will shine out of darkness. He's the one shining in our hearts. Look at that verse, chapter 2, uh, or uh, 2 Corinthians 4 6. He said, Light would shine out of darkness. And he's the one that gives the light. Let's go back to, let's see, let's go, let's go back to verse four. 2 Corinthians chapter four, verse four. Look at this, in, about people who don't believe. Go to verse three. It, it, it says, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the small g God of this world, that would be the reference Jesus gave for the thief, He has blinded the minds of the unbelieving, so they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. But yet, what did God do? Uh, He has us preach and he says, we don't preach ourselves, but we preach Christ Jesus as Lord. And We just let everybody know we're just his bond servants for Jesus' sake, right? And that gives us clarity about our exponent ministry we're just representatives and we're just carriers of that light and he said god said light shall shine out of darkness is the one look who has shown in your heart and my heart hallelujah why to give the light of the knowledge there it is knowledge will increase daniel said of the glory of god there it is again in the face of christ wow i'm telling you god is about to move in a spirit of evangelism on the body of Christ. And it's gonna be confirmed with signs, wonders, and miracles. Hearts are being made receptive. Hearts are being made receptive. And it's the Holy Spirit's doing. He said that he would convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. I watched a a award show and a guy got up and he just said some, he just spewed some evil stuff. And I looked at it, I thought, oh, these, you gotta pray for that, you gotta pray for him. Because the contrast of the darkness. Darkness, uh, it it was dark in my day. I asked my dad, dad, I wanna go to a concert. What do you mean? Where is it, New York? He goes, New York, the state? I lived right near LA, I was near Los Angeles. I was 13 years old. And I was with my friend Tony Delamarna. And he said, how are you gonna get there? I said, we're gonna hitchhike. No, God used my dad to deliver me. I would still be in the woods up there in uh, Woodstock, New York. And uh, there was one of the the presenters, he said, we changed the world in those three days. And and they kind of did, but I think underminingly so. I don't idealize the ideals. Some of those ideals were good, but a lot of the outcomes weren't good. And um, and so yeah, they were exponents of something, but pay attention to the gospel. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Right. It's the premier message of all messages of philosophy, of science, of education, of any entertainment, of any art or creativity. Jesus, basically Paul said, it's the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. Yeah woe is me if I don't if I don't preach the gospel if I don't preach the word woe is me if I don't preach the word yeah. he said it's like fire shut up in my bones yeah. so you're you know I'm gonna just tell you you're gonna have those cards in your pocket and the Lord's gonna prompt you yeah. you're gonna go should I do it just do it yeah. and here's what I would say he, he hand me some of those cards here, here's some of the things you can do because you're gonna be an exponent for uh here's one here so here uh, thank you thank you just get a few of them okay So you get this is why you have the this is actually for tracks. See, I already have some in here already. See, I already had one in there, and I've been carrying these in my pocket. Don't put them in your pockets here because they get dog eared. You want them to be you want them to be graded ten out of ten when you give them to them, and then uh, uh, so what I do is I walk up to somebody and I go, I go, hey, just read it later. It's about Jesus. You'll love it. They go oh thanks man and, and if they're if if i'm interrupting a conversation um, I'll, I'll just i'll just kind of walk up and i'll just I'll, they'll, I'll, they'll look because we can see with our peripheral vision so i won't be creepy i'll just kind of come up and smile and i'll go hey man here you go and then just walk away yeah. just walk away and, and or you can start up a conversation and um just just give them give, give them to people but don't be like what one of my our, our contemporaries did where he went into a 7-Eleven, and he opened up a Cool Whip package, put a tract on top of the, floating on top of the Cool Whip, and closed the lid. Don't do that. They're good to put in those folders when you buy uh, your meal at a restaurant, but it's not in lieu of a tip. It's when you give at least 20%, you put in a good tip and you put this in there. It's like, I'll give you a tip. You're gonna go to hell. And I'm not giving you a nickel. Even though you walk back and forth 70 times, I kept asking for more ketchup. You, had, you did 10,000 steps just for me and it's not even 1130 yet, right? So we need to, we need to understand that Jesus came to give abundant life and that he rescued, God rescued us from the domain of darkness, and that Satan is really under our feet. Yes, Romans chapter 16, he said, the God of, pe- uh, uh, of peace will soon crush Satan underneath our feet. We're actually called, get this, to manifest Satan's defeat. Yes. Young man just came to church, and he hasn't been, he hasn't seen his aunt for 11 years. He's coming in he's fighting through some issues and he had to go off in an ambulance i just know he i'm believing god he's going to come back and get healed right the devil just tried to hinder him but man thank god he's trying and we're going to see more and more unique things we're going to see whole households get saved we're going to see people from niche areas and in culture groups and in ethnicities and in social stratas. It's gonna be cool. And when the guy was bragging about how we changed the world with the art and music festival in three days, it's like, well, it was muddy, and you know, some people are still buried out there somewhere, I guess. <laughs> I know Tony and I wouldn't have made it back probably. But this really is peace and love because it's the Prince of Peace, and God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So. Paul said light would shine out of darkness. Jesus said, you're the light of the world. David wrote in Psalm 119, verse 130, that the entrance of your word gives light. It gives light, it gives understanding to the simple. The early church behavior was described by Luke, the writer of the book of Acts, in chapter 17, verse six, he said this, and I quote, those who have turned the world upside down have come here also the french bible says topsy-turvy we are called one translation says world revolutionaries you want to be radical walk with jesus because the definition for radical means root-like and that means going back to the source and in the beginning god created a lot of people want to be radical they want to be esoteric they want to be different in my in my generation, we certainly wanted that. We aspired to something different, counterculture, and, and you know, and, and doing expressing things uniquely and that kind of thing. Nothing's really new under the sun, but I think those aspirations, in many ways, are are, are valid when it comes to God. What are the interesting miracle achievements that you want to display? in and through my life and in my world, in my prayers, in my interaction with others, my discourse with people. Show me what you're saying, God. Teach me how to think, God. Help me to stretch and make my, help me to really actually believe what the word says about me and not what somebody said. Look, I had people sit down and I had a particular person in my life that was very important, sit down for three, four, five hours at a time belittling me when I was a five, six, seven, eight year old kid. That's interesting, isn't it? I'm not saying that because I'm all hurt and I forgive them. It's all okay. But it really wasn't okay. And it was demonic. I didn't, you know, going, when I got saved, I looked back and went, that was demonic. That wasn't just it. Because it, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. And it had an impact. And I suppose that's why I'm trying so hard. I suppose that's why I'm up here preaching my heart out, trying to encourage you to overcome and not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Because I felt that. I got those confines put on me with a belittlement. And then it's like, but the Bible, he, 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 it's all about be big men. He, he doesn't want us to be, it's not belittlement. God wants us to be. to to grow up in all aspects in him and increase with ever increasing faith. Knowledge will increase. Uh, Faith and and favor will increase. And, and, And the effectiveness and the ripple effect of the gospel will increase. Oh, 2022 is a magnetic juncture of divine happenings. I'm telling you, I'm excited about what God's doing in this church. It is cleaning up, straightening up, getting things tuned up, getting things ready. Man, it's amazing what the Lord's setting us up for. You say, Well, what exactly is it, Pastor Jeff? I'll let you know when I figure it out. But I know that God in His timing is bringing revelation and He has a plan. Say this with me God knows the plans He has for me plans for welfare and not calamity, to give me a future and a hope. Now to Him. Who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us? To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus. Let's all stand up on our feet, hallelujah. This has been good. Addison, have you gone into labor yet? No, man, I thought I would preach her right into some contractions. say this with me i'm excited about the new kind of life abundant life that flows in my world god is helping me out he's guiding me by the holy spirit he's teaching me how to pray he's straightening out my thinking he's filled me with the holy spirit and he's given me massive courage When I pass out these tracks, it's going to be a game changer for people. The anointing is going to come. They're not going to be able to throw them away. They're going to look up these verses. They're going to dedicate their hearts to God. And we're going to see a sweeping move of the Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.